Hey everyone, welcome to the Business Alabama podcast from Business Alabama Magazine. I'm Alec Harvey, Executive Editor of Business Alabama Magazine, and my guest today is Rich Beelan, President and CEO of Protective Life Corporation. Since coming to Protective, Beelan has overseen a company that has grown tremendously, and now he's overseeing a new branding effort, including the logo that will be seen on the new Protective Stadium in downtown Birmingham. Please join me as I talk to Rich Beelan about that logo, as well as the present and future of Protective Life on the Business Alabama podcast. Rich, welcome to the Business Alabama podcast. Well, Alec, thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be part of this. So can you start off by giving me your uh, life story in in, a hundred words or less, where you're from, how you got to where you are? I'm your classic first-generation American. My uh, parents immigrated to this country in the 1950s. I was born on the Lower East Side of Manhattan and grew up in Brooklyn. Then uh, I you know, was raised uh, going to Catholic school, both elementary and uh, high school. I then went on to NYU, have both an undergraduate degree and an MBA from NYU. Started my full-time business career at Arthur Anderson, working as an accountant. I then uh, moved on to Wall Street. I worked for Oppenheimer and Company for five years. And then back in 1991, I was approached uh, by Protective to join them to be the vice president of securities. Um, It was a fantastic time for Protective. They had just started to grow. Uh, pretty rapidly there at the end of the 80s and into the 90s. Um, They were seeking someone to help them manage the bond portfolio, and I had Wall Street and accounting experience. Um, And then I've now been at Protective for 30 years. I've uh, served as chief investment officer, chief financial officer, and then in 2017, I became only the seventh CEO in Protective's entire 114-year history. That, that, that's a small list for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so can you, I, I think a lot of, I grew up in Birmingham and I know the name Protective and I certainly have heard it throughout the years, but I don't think a lot of us know quite how big Protective is. Can, can you tell me about y'all and the impact you've had on the state? So, um, you know, well, the Protective was founded in 1907. Today, as of uh, June 30th, we have approximately $130 billion of assets on our balance sheet. Um, we have $1 trillion of life insurance in force. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, and we'll get to this, I think, a little later about our rebranding. A lot of people, maybe locally in the Southeast, knew Protective. I don't believe they've realized the force that we have become over time and the amount of size we have here in Birmingham. And so, you know, our job is, and you'll hear this a lot from us, is to really protect more people. We offer products around retirement, uh, protection, our asset protection division. We currently have approximately 3,600 employees, and we have contracts with over 12 million customers. 
So when you step back and think about that, that's almost 4% of the U.S. population that we touch in some way, shape, or form. So you touched on it briefly, and earlier this week we shared the news of of your rebranding. Why did Protective feel the need to introduce a new brand identity? Well, um, you know, what we discovered in a lot of our research is that the people who knew us knew us very well. Um, And so we worked with outside parties. They actually polled over 8,000 people between customers, distributors, partners, employees. And there was a very, very consistent message that came back about Protective um, that the way we did business, that we did the right thing, we served people. What we did discover is if you didn't know us, Um, You didn't know anything about us. And so our efforts here to rebrand with a new color um, that we're all protectors, it's part of our DNA and our history in terms of how we wind up serving people was a big part of what we were doing. And we've been growing and we think um, rebranding ourselves will help us accelerate that growth as we wind up moving forward. Why this particular time? Have, have you been through many rebranding since you've, you've been at Protective? Um, we have not. We, we did a rebrand a little over a decade ago and uh, rebranded a little bit at that time. But, you know, Protective's grown a lot in the past few years. We've done two of our largest acquisitions in history uh, with Liberty Mutual and Great West. We've increased the number of customers we've had in the last three years by 41%. We've increased our revenues by 38% and our employees by 26%. So we have a lot of new people with the company. And so the timing of this, we said, with this kind of growth that we've had, it was a good opportunity to reconnect and make sure everyone knew what we stood for in being a protector. Um, And then you also know we have the opening of the stadium. And so we've tried to, you know, time the new rebranding efforts with the beautiful new stadium that is opening in downtown Birmingham. So I'm curious, you mentioned the stadium. Was it a chicken and egg type of thing? Which which came first? Did did the stadium idea come up first and you thought, okay, we're going to rebrand now? Or was it the other way around? Um, the reality is, is they, they came together at the same time. As you probably know, the stadium was really a great community effort. It's a public-private partnership. A lot of people came together. Um, so we knew that we were considering uh, the naming rights on the stadium. At the same time, we saw the growth and we were looking at ourselves and said, do we need to update and refresh our brand, what we stood for, what we wound up serving all these customers? And so um, I will say the two came together. And as we brought them together, um, we recognized the best time for impact was in conjunction with the stadium. And so uh, the new logo will, is on the stadium as we speak. We launched this week, but we wanted to time it in conjunction so that we could do it all at once and maximize the impact. 
Um, you mentioned the logo. You're, you're, you're segueing into my questions perfectly. Um, and I think a lot of people who aren't in marketing or, or having, have, have not gone through something like this think that rebranding simply is a new logo. And it, it tends to go a lot deeper than that, and it seems to have gone a lot deeper to that than that with Protective. Can you describe what's changed with the new branding? So um, the, the new branding, one of the things that we talk about and we recognize, you know, people in their personal life are protectors, our employees are protectors. And um, when we did the research from people, they had that feeling. Our employees really embraced the idea of being a protector, being there for people. And, and if there's been any example of this, it's been the pandemic. Um, you know, we have a mission to protect more lives. And um, we have now paid since the pandemic over six hundred million dollars of death claims to people who died from COVID to 8,000 beneficiaries. And so if there was any message back to us is we're by these people's side for life. Some of these policies may have been sold 60 years ago. And so when you wind up buying a product from Protective, what we're saying is we're going to be by your side we're going to protect your family, the loved ones, the reason you bought the insurance, and we're going to be there to pay those claims at the time it comes. And it's tragic when it happens to a family um, that to lose someone in their life, but we know that's part of what we're providing them is the comfort that they can be able to move on and make mortgage payments or you know make their car payments as a result of the benefits we wind up providing. I know that you all didn't just have a couple of meetings and say, this is going to be our brand. How how did you land on the elements of the the new campaign? So we wound up um, spending, there was a team, and I give a lot of credit to our marketing team that began, but it really was a collaborative effort um, within the organization. We wanted to make sure that all of our employees felt aligned with it. So we didn't just have the marketing and distribution people. We had people from finance and legal and other areas, you know, who provide service join into the discussion. And I won't say it was um, in full agreement from day one, but as we kept working through the brand, and as you can imagine, you go through a lot of logos, a lot of color palettes, a lot of those details um, that we wind up working on. And really, in the end, uh, we came to a consensus. It was really unanimous at the end as we worked through all of those uh, to make sure we as a company were all aligned. And we introduced it to our employees actually a couple of months ago because we wanted them to be ready once the brand was launched publicly that we wound up doing it this week. You say you, you went through a lot of logos and color palettes. Part, part of this is that this new logo is going on onto the most anticipated <laughs> new building project in Birmingham, I think, this year. Did the whole process take on more weight because you knew it was going to go on this very visible stadium? Uh-huh. Absolutely. It, it definitely took on because we knew it wasn't just, you know, a symbol on a piece of paper. It was going to be on really what 
hopefully will be an, an iconic location in the city of Birmingham with this brand new stadium. And we recognize because of its visibility. And if you realize the logo is really, the symbol is two people. Um, it's protective being by your side. And if you see the logo, you'll notice the second person is actually a small P. And uh, we made that very consciously where we're saying protective is by your side, but you, the customer, are our focus. You're what we're all about. Um, one of the other things that we did with our brand is um, we have a series of values. It's doing the right thing, serving people, building trust, all those things. We did add one in this process, and that was to aspire for better. Um, we want to make sure that we can do provide better products, provide better customer service, be a good partner. And we always talk about being a partner and, you know, we're partners with our employees, with our customers, but it's also with our vendors, with other people that we do business with. We think it is very important for you to be a good partner with everybody. And I think that's, that will add to protective success over time. Uh, Rich, we don't report on every company's rebranding effort. And in this case, it was the size of Protective, the new stadium, uh, a couple of things that went into it being so newsworthy. How difficult is it to take something like that? I mean, it's difficult enough to come up with it. How difficult is it to roll it out to such a large company? Um, I have to tell you that uh, I give credit to the team, but the complete rebrand will actually probably take us about 12 to 18 months. And so, you know, we started with our employees um, two months ago and uh, had some events internally. Then we now have the what I'll call the national brand rollout with the logo and the stadium coming up here. Uh, we, we then expect to extend it to our national sales conference in January, where we'll start dealing with our distributors and our partners at the same time. So it will be a process. And so we'll see it. We also expect, and it's exciting for Birmingham, as you know, the World Games will be coming uh, next summer. So we'll be able to highlight the stadium and our brand during that process in Birmingham, where we'll get a lot of visibility at the same time. So it, it is a process. It's not just you launch it, um, but we're going to continue to extend it to our employees and the messaging as time goes on. And we really do think it's a way to play to our strengths of what we've always done and what we're known for with our customers and our partners. You're rebranded now. It'll take a while to to get it all settled and rolled out. But what's next for Protective? You've you got to live up to the branding, I guess, huh? Um, well, we'll live up to the branding, but I think it's it's about growth. Um, you know, I'm excited. And, you know, I mentioned to you the amount of growth we've had in our customer base and our revenues and our employees. And what I see for Protective is just continued growth. We have a great parent um, who is very, very supportive of us. They want us to grow as a company. We are protecting more people. The first six months of the year, we've had tremendous sales momentum across all of our divisions. I think people have now recognized the importance of life insurance in their, in, 
terms of their financial planning. And so we're getting more recognition. So we're trying to play on our strengths of always being a sound financial player, being there by your side. But we see this continued momentum in terms of growing. And uh, we doing acquisitions is a strategic part of the organization. And I would expect not just the growth on the retail side, uh, but over the next few years, we'll see more acquisition opportunities that will supplement that growth as a company. So I'd like to pivot a little bit to a, a section of, of this podcast we call Business Casual. And it's really just picking your brain about what you read, what you watch, what you do in your downtime. Some of it can be business oriented. A lot of it is how you unwind. Are, are you a reader? Can you tell me about the last book you read? So I'm a, I'm a very big reader, just, you know, with my investment background and uh, just my own preference. So um, the book I'm currently reading that I'm almost done with, I like a lot of historical fiction. And so I'm reading a book called The Book Thief, um, which happens to be about a teenage girl in Germany during World War II and her efforts and her family's experiences during that World War II period. I guess on the other end of the, the spectrum, do you watch a lot of TV? Have you binged anything recently? Um, I, I do watch. That's part of the unwind at night. Um, I try not to keep reading emails until I go to bed. And so um, actually the last show I've been binging is Ted Lasso. Uh, which I find, you know, especially in these difficult times that we've all been struggling through over the last 18 months, um, is very lighthearted. But actually, as you watch it, there's a tremendous number of leadership lessons in that show. So even as a CEO, how you wind up helping to work and lead your team, work with your employees, you can see a lot of things in that show. It's done in a lighthearted, tongue-in-cheek way. Uh, but there's a lot you can learn while enjoying the show at the same time. So you're telling me that Protective has soccer Saturdays now? Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, someone asked me yesterday whether I was going to try and kick a field goal at the new stadium. And I, <laughs> and I said, I don't think I have that much leg uh, to do that. So when you're not trying to do that, uh, how do you tend to unwind? What, what are some of your, your hobbies when um, you turn off the email? So, um, you know, I, I love to walk. Um, you know, my wife and I walk all the time. We, uh, people will frequently find us on Lakeshore around that path by Samford, uh, walking there. Um, we have a second home uh, off the coast of Georgia. And uh, we spend time walking the beach there. So that's, you know, being outside uh, is probably my favorite activity. As you asked, I, I read a lot. Um, I usually use my Saturdays to, to catch up on reading and enjoying. Um, I do hit an occasional golf ball. They don't go straight. So that's been a, a difficult part um, there. And uh, I'll, I'll admit to you, occasionally uh, on a Saturday afternoon, although it's now football season, uh, I might even take a little nap to try and uh, kind of recharge and get ready for the following week. Well, to circle back around to, to the following week and the job again, can, can you just tell me briefly what the best part of your job is? And when I ask that, I've also got to ask what the worst part of your job is. Um, the best part of my job is working with people. Um, anyone who's known me over the years, they, they will call me an extrovert. I like uh, always dealing with people. I like seeing them in the hallways. 
Um, I like working. I like mentoring. Um, I've been very, very fortunate in my career. Um, people always found me, um, is the way I describe it. They uh, lent me a helping hand, and everyone needs a helping hand in terms of the next place in my career. And uh, part of what I like to do is to you know, provide that same guidance to another generation. So um, I just like being around people. And, and that's why this COVID period where we've been working remotely um, has been more difficult. Um, you just don't get to see your employees. You don't get to ask about their families, how they're doing. So that's been hard. Um, the worst part of my job, I, um, I won't say there's any bad part of my job. I'm very fortunate. Uh, but what people are always surprised sometimes is even as a CEO, everybody in their job description has something called other duties as assigned. <laughs> and, read it, other duties as assigned. <laughs> and uh, even as a CEO, you have some of those. So it could be as simple as seating charts at a dinner or allocating football tickets. Everybody thinks that's simple, but if it's a big game, that becomes a lot harder than you otherwise think. <laughs> well, Rich Beeland, I cannot thank you enough for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great. Okay, well, thank you. I've enjoyed it and uh, enjoyed the conversation. My thanks to Rich Beeland, President and CEO of Protective Life Corporation, and to you, the listener, for joining me today for the Business Alabama podcast. Until next time, this is Alec Harvey. Find more from Business Alabama in our monthly magazine and online at businessalabama.com.